Welcome everyone to Ecclesia United. My name is Anthony Richardson. I am the founder and the president of Ecclesia United. I want to thank you so much <clears throat> um, for joining us today. Um, appreciate you. And if you have not already subscribed, I would ask uh, or implore you to um, subscribe to our uh, podcast library. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts and uh, just search for Ecclesia United. Obviously, you have found us today. That's why you're listening right now. And we appreciate you um, for your time and for your attention. Um, I was just recently watching, um, matter of fact, not too long ago, just finished uh, a movie I've seen before. Um, it's a movie you've probably seen. It's um, a movie called Training Day. Uh, star character uh, is um, Denzel Washington and also Ethan Hawke is in this movie and um, there is a scene um, towards the end that's actually at the climax of the movie um, where there's this little boy um, Ethan Hawke is playing in his role um, and he is coming to the home of this little boy actually after the character that Denzel Washington is playing because he has um, at this point Ethan Hawke is um, convinced um, that uh, that 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 who Denzel Washington is playing in this movie is um, a non-ethical person um, and uh, he doesn't want to be affiliated with uh, what he's been doing basically all day throughout the movie um so i would say take an opportunity to look uh, and watch the movie it's a really good movie um i, I really like it as it shows a lot about um uh, uh unethical characters and being able to um, tell the difference and discern between those people who are being ethical and those who are not um and it really shows um, I think a lot of courage to stand up towards um, the, the lack of ethics inside of an individual. Um, but that's not the point of really what I want to get at uh, with this particular with this particular podcast or with this particular installment. Um, that's not what I really want to talk about, the ethical side of it. What I really want to talk about is how and when you see the movie, you'll see this scene where the where when Ethan Hawke walks into this little boy's place um, he, he first throws some rocks at the window to get the little boy's attention. And then when he gets the boy's attention, the little boy comes to the, comes to the window. This little boy is probably no more than, you know, four or five years old, somewhere in that range. And he ends up coming to the door uh, or comes to the window. He sees Ethan Hawke and his character and, he, and Ethan waves at him and he asks him to open up the door. Uh, the little boy comes and he opens up the door. They have a little bit of a conversation at the door. Uh, all, the, all at this time, um, Denzel Washington's character is inside of the apartment. Um, and, and as the movie kind of progresses on, um, there's this there's this uh, shootout scene in this particular role in the movie. I'm, I won't give it all away. But what, what I really am after is how much trust this little boy has in Ethan Hawke's character. Um, it's it's really, really interesting to see how this little boy just implicitly trusts um, who Ethan Hawke is. He's had one encounter with him and uh, the one encounter that he has with him before the little boy is actually falls asleep in the arms of Ethan Hawke. Um, and then we come to this latter part of the, of the movie where the little boy actually lets Ethan into the into his house. Doesn't know him uh, as 
as in terms of doesn't know him in terms of having a long relationship with him. This is literally his second time seeing him and he allows him into into his uh, into his home. Now, I know this is uh, a, a, a movie per se, um, but what I find sometimes there's a lot of revelation that you can get out of movies. And um, I'd seen this movie before and I didn't particularly get any new revelation out of this, except for the fact that this was the the how this little boy carried out his um, his role in the end here and how he implicitly trusted Ethan Hawke actually, in my estimation, gives a good example about what I want to talk about today, which is believing. Believing and what's what is the essence of believing one of the things that we are charged with and I think is the primary goal and what and, and really is what we're fixated on with at Ecclesia United is really preaching the gospel um, the gospel of Jesus Christ telling people about the good news of Jesus Christ and according to Mark chapter 16 uh, I'm paraphrasing this verse but it talks about uh, it's Jesus coming to his disciples after he has risen from the dead, after having been crucified and then ultimately died. He rises from the dead. He's now showing himself, uh, as the scriptures say, with many infallible proofs uh, for 40 days. And he gets to this to the end. This is right before um, where we come into the book of Acts in chapter uh, one and chapter two. Um, where Jesus ultimately ascends up into heaven uh, right before his uh, before his followers eyes um, but before before this time he actually has dinner um, or actually walks into dinner with his disciples his disciples are having dinner and he walks in there and he shows himself to them uh, and he says something interesting to me he actually gives them a charge because this charge that he's given him is what it is what he is instilling in their hearts to do uh, in which they won't be empowered to really do until Acts chapter two. But the, but but he gives them this charge in Mark chapter 16. And I'm paraphrasing the charge, but it says essentially this. He tells them that they are to go go ye into all the world. And you'll see this scripture in our um in our description for our podcast library, you'll see it written there. But he tells them to go ye into all the world and to preach the gospel. And to them which believe, they will be saved. And to them which don't believe, they will be damned. Now, and then he goes forward, he talks about these signs will follow them which do believe. And he talks about they'll be able to cast out all devils. Uh, they'll lay hands on the sick. Uh, if they drink of any poisonous thing, they will not be hurt. Uh, it will not hurt them. Um, it's it's those elements there that he talks about with his believers. What I, with with his believers, but what I'm really after is this word believe. The word believe. Um, if any of you, any, any of you know me, I, I I really 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 love words because I think words are probably the most powerful institution that we have here in the earth. Words, something it's what you think is something as simple as words or non harmful as words. I'm telling you that words are the probably one of the most powerful institutions that we have in the earth. And I would venture to say probably the most powerful institution, the most powerful weapon that we have is our words. 
the words that we speak out of our mouths that we say to individuals, we can say it, we can speak words and speak to the end of somebody. We can say, we can speak words and we can speak to uh, the destiny of somebody. Uh, words have a very, very, very powerful um, uh, influence and uh, future on individuals. And, and, and these words that Jesus gives his disciples, I think, are very important because because what's predicated upon an individual being saved or being damned is if they believe. Believing is the central aspect and actually is the catalyst um, between a person being saved or a person being damned. According to the scriptures, read it in Mark chapter 16, um, towards the end. I forget the actual verse. I'm not looking at it right now as I'm recording this. Um, but, but go back and look at Mark chapter 16. This is the central difference. This is the, this is, this is the main um, differentiating factor. Whether a person believes and whether a person does not believe. And the future of the one who believes is they will be saved. And the future of them that don't believe is they will be damned. Now, this, 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 in, a, in very short form, in very short order, this difference uh, of, be, of believing and being saved and not believing and being damned is the difference, if you will, between heaven and hell. Being saved is living in heaven with Jesus forever throughout all eternity uh, because we as people, we are we are we are mankind. We are a spirit that lives inside of a of a body. So who we are, the essence of who we are is not the body in which we live in. It's the spirit that lives within the body. So that that's that's something very important to understand. We talk about there's there's a uh, a young man by the name of Dr. Miles Monroe. Uh, he's he has he's no longer with us, but he was a great teacher, um, and he was teaching in this one at uh, one time about. Uh, and I, I thought this was a very very masterful teaching about who we are as individuals. Now I'll, t I'll get back to believing here in just a moment, but who we are as individuals, uh, the, the human. Human. The word human comes comes from this word that means um, uh, a, a spirit, essentially a spirit in a dirt body. Humus is a, is a dirt body. Uh, uh, man is a spirit. Um, the the two words human is a spirit inside of a of inside of a dirt body. You would hear uh, they would say it's uh, at at a at a funeral uh, at the end when they're doing the body the committal of the body to the ground. You'll hear the minister the officiant say um, earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, and and they and they and they and it depends on which. Uh, 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 which faith, if you will, um, the majority of times when I have seen this demonstrated, you'll see uh, someone lay a rose on the casket uh, in 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 an order of a cross, if you will, 
and and that would be uh, the the is the official committal of the body uh, to the earth. Uh, and it's interesting because the earth is dirt, and and in that committal process, what's ultimately being said is that the body is then being returned and being committed back to the earth from which it came. So the body is being committed back, but the spirit is not in the body because with death is a separation of the spirit from the body. That That's what death is. It's a separation of the spirit from the body to be absent from uh, from the body is to be present with the Lord. One of the scriptures would say would say to us. And so I, I, I'm, I'm taking a little bit of time to kind of go down this this lane because I want you to understand that you as an individual have you are a spirit that lives inside of a dirt body. So who you are as a person is your spirit, the ethos, the essence of who you are is the spirit. And when that spirit departs from the body, then that body uh, is it, no longer has a use, if you will. Uh, but the spirit does go on to live somewhere. Now, that spirit has a fate and has an end. I don't want to get deep into eschatology, um, but one of the things I do want you to understand is that that spirit will have a final end. Um, and so now where, where is that final end? It depends upon what the decision of that human was while living out in the body. They have this opportunity to hear a message or the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is what Jesus goes forth and he tells the disciples to to minister or to to preach to everyone because to those that believe they will be saved and to them which don't believe they will be damned. Now this end state of where this spirit is going to live is either going to be with Jesus or with God, with Jesus, God, same person, and the Holy Spirit is the same person. Um, it's either going to be living with God or living in hell, but there will be a destination for that spirit. Now, depending upon what you do in the body um, uh, and in terms of you, if you believe and then you will be saved. Uh, and so you'll be saved and ultimately spend eternity with God in heaven. Or you cannot believe and then you will spend yourself or spend eternity in hell, uh, burning, essentially. Uh, there's, there's scriptures that talk about this. But the, the essence of what I'm getting at is this factor of believing, because that is the differentiation point uh, uh, between uh, uh, heaven or hell. Uh, and, and this and this 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 talk of hell is a very, very real and present theme because the scripture talks about those that be in hell, there will be there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Uh, uh, just think about that. If you ever have burned yourself, you think about the pain, the excruciating pain of being burned. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, I, and I've burned my hand on the stove or on a hot pot. There's some people who have been burned like their physical bodies have been burned uh, uh, in some horrific accident um, uh, or, or whatever the case may have been. And, it's, and, 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 and these individuals can talk to you about the excruciating pain that that is. And, and the scriptures that saying that there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth for those that live in hell. That is a real, real uh, description and a real 
essence uh, or a real future for them that don't believe. And so the catalyst uh, or the differentiation um, agent between those which live and those which don't li- those which live in hell and those which live in heaven is this essence of believing and and that's that's a critical thing that I want to talk about is this is this word believing uh, now what I do have pulled up right in front of me is the essence or the core of this word uh, to believe uh, and and one thing that I really want to draw your attention to is is this one meaning uh, of the word believe. Now I'll read it, and it says, Con- "Believing essentially is conviction of the truth of a proposition or alleged fact without knowledge." That that's a critical component. Um, it's it's conviction of the truth of a proposition or alleged fact without knowledge. Now, as I, as I talk through that, uh, I'm, I'm reminded in our scriptures about uh, uh, a, a, a scene in which Jesus is asking Peter, who do you say that I am? Who do you believe that I am? Um, and Peter asks, and says, answers in, one, in, in, in this one instance, um, ultimately answers, I'll say it like this, ultimately answers and says, thou art the Christ. And Jesus turns and says to him, um, uh, I'm, 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 I'm trying to see which way I want to go because I, there's some things that's running, running through my head. I want to go back before I go, before I go further with, with this point with Peter. Uh, I want to go back to what, how Peter initially answers, um, who, cause Jesus asked him, who do men say that I am? And he says, um, the, some say thou art Esaias or some, they say that thou art the prophet. Uh, and then Jesus asked him now, don't, don't tell me what men say I am. Uh, don't tell me who men believe I am. Tell me who you believe I am. So Peter, who do you believe that I am? And Peter says that thou art the Christ. And 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 Jesus goes on from there and uh, and tells him, um, tells him that 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 what he has spoken essentially, and I'm paraphrasing, what he has spoken is a truth, and that flesh and blood has not revealed this to him. But the spirit of God has revealed this to him. And then Jesus goes on to say that upon this rock or upon this revelation or upon this truth of who you say that I am and actually who I am upon this rock, this believing, this believing is the rock, is this believing that I am am the son of God who has come to take away the sins of the world, who would die on the cross for the sins of all humanity upon. And I will I will die and I will be buried and and I'll rise from the dead upon this rock, upon this truth. This rock is this truth. I will build my church. Now, remember, if you go back into some of our uh, other teachings here, um, uh, especially the one that says that the reason why I don't go to church or, or, or something of that nature has a title or something like that. I want you to go back and listen to that because what we talk about in there is the building of the church or, or essentially or, 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 or more aptly or, or accurately what we're talking about in that other podcast is 
who is the church or what is the church? Is the church the building that you go to uh, or is the church the believers of Jesus Christ? And I submit to you that the church is the believers of Jesus Christ. So when Jesus says to Peter, uh, upon this rock, I will build my church upon this truth of, of one believing that I am the son of God. I am the Christ who takes away the sins of the world that died, that will die upon the cross. Because at this point, Jesus has not died yet, but he he is about to. Uh, and Jesus, uh, Peter has this revelation that Jesus is the one who the scriptures is talking about when he talks when he makes this reference to Esaias he's making a reference to what Esaias is another word or another name or another way of saying Isaiah and so when he goes back to if you go back to the book of Isaiah there is a prophetic declaration that comes from the book of Isaiah that talks about one that's coming uh, and and he and he will he will come and the government will be upon his shoulders he will be the one that's going to take away the sins of all mankind and he will die in the place of all mankind and and mankind will be able to live out in his righteousness um, and so Pete and so Jesus is saying to Peter upon this rock upon this truth of me being the one who's taking away the sins of the world uh, this is also uh, um, uh, this is also who John uh, the Baptist is talking about, the ones who shoot, who the, Jesus, that is, John the Baptist is talking about, the one whose who's shoelaces he's not worthy to, to tie up. This is the same man that Jesus, this is the same man that John the Baptist is talking about. This is the same man that comes in the volume of the book that is written of him. The volume of the book is it's all this Old Testament teaching and truth that's there in our Bibles. This this volume of the book that Jesus has come and has fulfilled, he has come in the volume of the book that's written of him. And now he's making this declaration to Peter uh, upon challenging Peter's belief system to say, Peter, who do you believe that I am? And Peter says, thou art the Christ. And he, Jesus says to him, upon this rock, I will build my church. Upon this belief, upon this belief and acceptance of who I am as an individual, I'm going to build my church because the, 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 the stipulation or the requirements for salvation is that one believes on Jesus Christ as the as the one who takes away this their sins who has died for their sins was buried as a substitute and took and died on the behalf of all humanity and was buried in a grave and then ro rose forth on the third day upon this upon this believing that this man Jesus has paid the ultimate price that I should have paid uh, because of my sins, Jesus died for me while I was yet a sinner and gave his life for me that I could then lick. I can then live in his righteousness and his righteousness doesn't require death because his righteousness has already paid the price for death, has already paid the price for, for sins. And now this righteousness is a life of liberty that one can live in. 
again because they believe in who Jesus Christ is. And ultimately it goes on to say his righteousness is the ticket for eternal life and eternal life with Jesus, with God in heaven. So upon this rock, Jesus says, I will build my church. And so everyone who believes this message, that is going to be an individual added unto the church. Now you got to go into the book of Acts chapter two. And after Jesus has ascended up into heaven and he has sent back his Holy Spirit and his Holy Spirit then fills this room of individuals who are gathered together in the upper room uh, and they begin and they are and, and it says in, in the book of Acts cloven tongues like as a fire appeared and sat upon each of them and they were all Field with the Holy Spirit and then they began to speak in other tongues and then men in the room heard other men who they knew were not of the nation or, or not from the regions or from which they were from they heard them speaking fluently in their own native language and this other tongue that people are speaking in has is something that is empowered specifically by the Holy Ghost in order to empower them and to set off this chain of events which is which is the empowerment of this early gathering of believers who believe and then are then begins to build the church of Jesus Christ. Now these individuals, uh, uh, Peter, Peter is one of these individuals who is in this room and Peter stands up because people are really uh, flabbergasted, if I can use that term, because they don't understand what's going on. How is it possible that other people can speak in my native language? Uh, this has to be the work of, of, of a divine force. And, and, and people are trying to figure it out. Some, some, someone stands up thinking that they are drunk. And Peter stands up and he says, these are not drunk as ye suppose, seeing that this is but the third hour of day. But this is that which the prophet Joel spoke and then said that in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and the old man will dream dreams and the young man's will young men will see visions and Peter goes on to preach to them this gospel message about Jesus Christ and it goes on to say that 3,000 people are added to the church on that day and so that is that is an important an important aspect because what what in, enabled for those individuals to be added unto the church was them believing this message that um, that that Peter is has preached to them. Uh, and so I'm, I'm opening up my Bible now and I want I want to go to this in the book of Acts chapter two. And I want to kind of read to you some of this because this this again, again, this this difference in between one living in heaven and spending out eternity in heaven with God and then one spending out uh, eternity in hell burning is this essence of believing. And so. Um, here, here's verse, verse seven, uh, where it says, and they were all, I'm reading the King James version. They were all amazed and marveled saying one to another, behold, are not all these which speak Galileans and how hear we every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born. 
Parthians and Medes and Elamites and the dwellers in Mesopotamia and in Judea and in Cappadocia and in, Pont in Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia in Egypt and in the parts of Libya about Cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. Verse number 12, and they were all amazed and were in doubt saying one to another, what meaneth this? Others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. Now, here's where Peter steps in in verse 14. But Peter standing up with the eleven lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this be this known unto you and hearken to my words for these are not drunken as ye suppose seeing it is but the third hour of the day but this is that which was spoken by the prophet joel and it shall come to pass in the last days this is where he's quoting what prophet joel said and this is verse 17 and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy and young men shall see visions and old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy and I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved now I want to look up this word call uh, because I think it's important whosoever shall call uh, ep epikaleo uh, epikaleo shall put on the name upon to surname to, per to permit oneself to be surnamed to be named after to call something to one to cry out upon or against one to charge something to one as a crime or reproach to summon one of any charge prosecute one for a crime to blame one for accuse one to invoke to call upon oneself in one's behalf as any as anyone as a helper as my witness as my judge to appeal to call upon by pronouncing the name of Jehovah an expression finding its explanation in the fact that prayers addressed to God ordinarily begin with an invocation of the divine name this calling this epikaleo uh, the epikale epi, epikale omahi uh uh, it is 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 to call upon the name of the Lord. Now, this calling upon the name of the Lord is calling upon him in terms of believing in him and to calling calling upon him is believing upon him because he know that he is the one who's able to save uh, who who they are, who who they are and where and, and save them from where they are, I should say. And it shall come to pass that whosoever this is verse 21, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, verse 22, ye men of Israel, hear the 
these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and sign and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. Talking about he should not be holding of death. God has loosed the pains of death, meaning he has raised him from the dead. Now, verse 25, for David speaketh concerning him. I foresaw the Lord always before my face. This is written in the book of Psalms as well. I foresaw him, the Lord, always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me me the ways of life thou shalt make me full of joy and thy count uh, uh, with thy countenance verse 29 men and brethren let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch david that he is both dead and buried and his sepulcher is with us unto this day therefore being a prophet and knowing that god had sworn with him with sorry this is verse 30 i'll start i'll read it again because i misread here therefore being a prophet and knowing that god had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins according to the flesh he would raise up christ to sit on his throne he verse 31 seeing this before spake of the resurrection of christ that his soul was not left in hell neither his flesh did see corruption verse 32 this jesus hath god raised up wherefore we all are witnesses talking about all the disciples therefore verse 33 being by the right hand of god exalted and having received of the father the promise of the holy ghost he hath shed forth this which ye now see and hear talking about this day of pentecost the holy spirit descending cloven tongues eyes of fire appearing and sitting upon each of them they're all beginning to hear people speak in their native tongue peter is saying that god is responsible for all of this and and therefore being by the right hand of god exalted and having received of the father the promise of the holy ghost he hath shed forth this which ye now see and hear. Jesus has shed forth this, which ye now see and hear. For David is, is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, the Lord said unto, unto my Lord, sit thou on my right hand until I make thy foes thy footstool. Verse 36, therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord 
and Christ. Now, remember, Peter says to Jesus when God, when Jesus asked him, who do you say that I am? And Peter says, thou art the Christ. Verse 36 says, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that saying Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, now this is confirming what the spirit has revealed in Peter back uh, in, 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 uh, in, at, at I, I don't recall exactly where it's, but it's in the Gospels uh, uh, exactly. But it it but with this encounter where Jesus has this encounter with with Peter, and Peter makes this declaration that Thou art the Christ, and Jesus says, "In flesh and blood has not revealed this in him, but but what but this has been revealed to him by the Spirit." This what I just read in verse thirty six is a confirmation of that. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made God hath made that. Same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked. Now, when who is they? All them that are listening. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. Now, this is the meat of the matter, because this is this difference between believing and not believing. Verse 37. This is Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Now, when they heard this, all of which Peter was just preached before, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter, and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 39, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Verse 40. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Verse 41. Then they that gladly received his words were baptized, and the same and that say and the same day the, uh, there were added unto them about three thousand souls and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers and fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles now remember what i said in mark chapter 16 that these signs would follow them which believe they will cast out they, they will cast out devils they will if they drink of any poisoning they will not hurt them they will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover there are signs and wonders that followed them that believe now verse 43 is a confirmation or is it or is an expression uh, uh, of that of that text as well this is this is proof these are things that are happening following them that believe verse 43 and fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles and all that believed 44 and all that believed were together and had all things in and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man 
had need. And they continuing daily, and they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking of bread from the house, uh, from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Verse 44, and, and all that believed were together. This, this, this thing about believing is the catalyst between, uh, uh, between them being added to the church, who is ultimately the bride of Christ, who is ultimately uh, uh, is, is, lives out eternity with Christ. This, this difference in believing is is um, a, a difference in between heaven and in between hell. Now, I want to go back and I want to read that definition uh, of believing at the essence. It is a conviction of the truth of a proposition or alleged fact without knowledge. Without knowledge or that word, the word knowledge is the word science. So without having the science Without having the science available to you, the knowledge or the science available to you, uh, people believing is the essence of of being of 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 being saved and living out uh, eternity with Christ Jesus or living out eternity in hell. Now, this thing about science and this knowledge, people always want um uh, proof. They want to be able to prove. There's a lot of there's a lot of movements now to try to prove whether or not Jesus lived or whether he didn't live, and and they've, I've seen things where they've been examining pieces of a shroud. Uh, they say that this is proof uh, because they examined the shroud and they were able to see certain characteristics and certain things and elements were extracted from the shroud that they were able to scientifically say that Jesus did did live and this is a shroud that covered his face uh, or whatever they want to say. Uh, and and my, my goal is not to refute or to approve any of that science. What it is to say is rather that without all of that, just upon hearing the testimony of of the believers or hearing upon uh, hearing people testify of the goodness or telling of the story of Jesus Christ or telling uh, about uh, the grace that God has extended them, uh, at, or, at, which is ultimately the gospel. The he people hearing about this message or this gospel message, then turning and believing is, in essence, the, the, them believing without the knowledge without them actually having physical science to be able to see and to be able to prove this which they're believing this this is a this is a big deal this is a this is a catalyst this is a turning point in between where you will spend heaven where you will spend life or eternity because the spirit separated from the body will go on to live somewhere the body will be returned to the dirt but the spirit will go on to live somewhere and where that somewhere is the difference of the difference of where that spirit will live is is heaven or hell and the difference between where that spirit will ultimately live is this essence of believing believing a conviction or having a conviction of an alleged truth without knowledge at its simple core believing 
is simply believing without the knowledge. It's believing, it's believing and trusting like that little boy did in the movie Training Day that I started out talking about, in which he, having no knowledge, don't really know who Ethan Hawke's character is in this movie, is implicitly trusting the fact that this guy has his, has his, uh, has him, uh, in 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 good graces and and has his has his future or has his um, presence um, uh, in, in mind and, and and is really interested in protecting him. I'm I'm kind of lost for what I really want to say. There's a phrase that I really want to say has 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 his has his has him in heart or has him in mind. This little boy is is implicitly trusting that 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 Ethan Hawke's character is going to do him good and not do him evil implicitly with it, this and this childlike believing without any knowledge is just a trust implicitly that he has me in his in his it, it good, he has me he has goodwill towards me this implicit trusting allows for this little young man to be protected in this instant uh, uh, and hidden in this instance and in, in what transpires and what plays out in that part in the movie I'd have for you to go see it I think it's a really good movie but this this particular this particular piece about believing I think is a really really critical piece uh, because because what's demonstrated by that young man the little boy in this movie is what we should be doing and what you should be doing if you have not already believed on Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior you need to implicitly trust Without the knowledge, without any facts, without any science, without any of this, just based upon the testimony of other believers uh, and, 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 and who they say in this gospel message that there is a man who died on your behalf, who took upon himself the penalties of your sins in his own physical body. He was crucified on a cross died for yours and my sins he was buried and he rose again on the third day this 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 man has your interest at heart your best interest at heart that was the phrase i was looking for earlier he has your interest at heart he died with you on his heart he died with you he died thinking of you on his heart he took the penalty he didn't shy away from it he knew what was absolutely necessary in order for you to have eternal life and salvation with him and for me as well and he took the penalty the wages of sin is death that is the penalty that must be paid uh, or that is paid for sin it's death he took that penalty so that so that because that death is a complete separation from him and heaven but he took he took upon himself the death that was due you and me upon his own body to pay the full price for what sin costs 
And he has yours and my interests in mind and in heart when he died upon the cross. Uh, and he even went so far as even for the two men that are that are hanging on his left and his right. And he and he's extending to them this same grace. One man, this is a demonstration of the difference in between the two. One man believes on him and God says to him, you will be, you will live together with me in paradise. And to the other man that didn't believe, he was damned. He was damned. His future was hell. And he, and both of them depict out this difference and this choice uh, between believing and not believing. And this is the choice that's before you today. Will you believe that Jesus Christ has your best interest at heart and that he has died for you and paid the penalty that you should have paid and that I should have paid so that we could have eternal life with him? All, and all you have to do is believe him and confess that. There's another uh, installment in our library, and I think it talks about why I believe or something of that nature. But I implore you to go back and listen to that because it tells of two particular instances in my life where Jesus showed himself up to me. And 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 it wasn't a physical presence in terms that there was a body that showed up and I talked with them. But there were some things that were happening that happened in my life. And I submit to you that the things that could be happening in your life right now are maybe ways that Jesus is trying to get your attention. I know for a fact that Jesus is wanting to get the world's attention and he wants to get your attention and he wants to get your attention because he has your best interest at heart. He's attempting to extend grace to you because this world is in trouble. This world is in trouble. This world is sick and he's trying to give you an opportunity to accept him as your Lord and Savior because there will be a judgment on this world and the judgment on this world is not where you want to be. You want to be in heaven with him. You want to have eternity in your soul and your name written in the Lamb's book of life because you have accepted him as your Lord and your Savior. Now this this is this is this is this is what you're being charged with today. Are you going to believe Believe with implicit trust, like that little boy in that movie I was talking about, Training Day. With that, with that little boy, are you going to believe with implicit trust, without any science, without any 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 hard facts, or without any of that stuff coming to you? Are you going to believe that Jesus Christ has died for you? Are you going to believe that he has died for you and that he's paid the penalty that you should have paid and that he has now and he and, and he was buried. He was crucified on the cross, died, was buried and rose again on the third day. Are you going to believe that? And if you are going to believe that you can make the declaration right now out of your mouth, if you believe that in your heart heart right now. You can make the declaration out of your mouth right now. And, and, and it's simple. You can you can say something like what I'm about to say or something similar. Hey, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you died for my sins. 
I believe that you paid the penalty that I should have paid upon the cross. That I should I should have died and paid the penalty of sin, which is death. I should have paid that, but you have paid that on my behalf. And because you've paid that on my behalf, you died, you were buried, and you rose again on the third day. And that act of you dying, being buried, and rose again on the third day is what gives me the opportunity to live in eternity with you. I accept you. I believe on you as the one who has done that for me. And I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And I want you to take over full and have full reign of my life that I may live this life out for you. Because the life I now have as a believer in Jesus Christ is no longer my own. It's been bought with the price, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I, I am saved. I want to be saved. I believe upon you, Jesus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for what you've done for me. In Jesus' name, amen. You can pray a prayer like that. Key points in that prayer is one, believing that Jesus is who he is, that he is the one that lived a perfect life and paid for your sins and my sins with his perfect life upon the cross and fulfilled what was necessary for us to have salvation or to be rejoined or be in communion with him and to be in fellowship with him. Remember in the book of Acts, we're reading there towards the end that that those that believed and those that came, those that those that believed that message, they came together. They had all things in common. This is this same same word that's that is synonymous with communion, with fellowship, uh, with feelings, uh, with synchronization that's all the same word that they're all together in common with one thing in common that's Jesus Christ and all that is available that Jesus has available is available to them all that is available in the kingdom of heaven is available to you as a believer in Jesus Christ all that is available everything that you need now you've been empowered you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you you have been empowered healing is available for you provisions is available for you whatever you stand in need of God says seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you if you seek him first meaning prioritize him first everything you need will be added unto you seeking him and seeking him first prioritizing him first so put Jesus first this is one of your first things to do as now as a new believer uh, is to put him first prioritize Jesus Christ over absolutely everything Jesus is first above absolutely everything even above your family Jesus is first above absolutely everything and allow him to guide you and allow him to in his Holy Spirit that is now within you uh, is as a believer uh, is he will guide you and lead you into all truth and understanding. You must lean upon the Holy Spirit um, so that the Holy Spirit can guide you into the things that God would have for you to do. You have a purpose. 
And you have a purpose just like we have a purpose and just like Ecclesia United has a purpose. And one, and that purpose is to go ye into all the world and to preach the gospel. The same thing that's been ministered to you and preached to you, you now have to go and give it to other people. Go tell them of this man, Jesus Christ, and, and tell them who he is, what he has done. Tell them what he has done for you. Because we all overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And so what you, what you are going to be telling them is going to be the catalyst. It's going to put them at a moment where they now have to make a decision. Will they believe or will they not believe? And, and, and we implore them to believe because that's the difference and that's the catalyst between, uh, between living uh, eternity in heaven or living uh, eternity in hell. Um, and so uh, this, this, is, this is what, we're, what we want to talk about today. This is this issue of believing as being the catalyst. Do you believe? Do you believe? And, that, and that's what um, that's what I want to uh, make sure that you have in your hearts and in your minds today. And for those of you who made that decision today to to be a believer in Jesus Christ, welcome to the family. We have all things in common now. We are the church. You have been added to the church. You are a member of the body of Christ uh, and we are all together in common. Um, and so now now whatever you stand in need of, we, we have we have those things in common and we can live those things out together. Uh, and so you're not by yourself. You've got brothers and sisters that are on your left and on your right. And um, and 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 you 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 everything you need, you've got. It's available to you. You can turn your brother and your sister and get get what you need. You can God will supply all your need according to His riches and glory. You are not alone. You uh, are a member of the body of Christ, and and we are together in this. And so, thank you so much uh, for making that decision today. And you, uh, as a member of the body of Christ, remember: seek first the kingdom of God. Prioritize God above absolutely everything. And, 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 and that's what, that's what you need to do. Seek him first, prioritize him above everything. Uh, and Jesus has you, uh, has your best interest in mind. You are covered, you are protected. Um, and father, I just pray as we close out, I just pray, uh, over these, uh, uh these that would hear this message, father, that they would hear you. Uh, speaking to them, Father, and there's things you've already arranged in their hearts and in their minds, and you probably have even arranged through circumstances, different things, Father, that they would come unto you, Father, because you desire to have relationship and fellowship with them, Father. You would that no man should perish according to your scriptures, Father. And I just pray that these individuals, upon hearing this message about you, this gospel of who you are and what you have done and what you've made available to us, Father, they will believe that message, Father, and turn unto you and give their lives over to you. I thank you, Father, for what you're going to do in their lives. I thank you for the people that they would reach for your glory, Father, with the same message, Father, being a member of the body of Christ, being added to the church, then are charged with the same thing you charge your, your disciples with, to go ye into all the world and to preach the gospel. And to them that believe, they'll be saved. And to them which don't, they'll be damned. That's what your word declares, Father. And so I'm praying uh, that you would use these new converts, these new individuals who have given their lives to you, Father. Uh, I pray that you would empower them by way of your Holy Spirit, uh, that they would go forward and they would go forward with boldness, Father. And wherever they go, declaring and decreeing who you are, Father, and that their lives 
would be epistles read of men, Father. People can see their lives lived out. And they can read their lives being lived out and see the authenticity of the Holy Spirit living inside of them and the authenticity of their faith in you, Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for what you're going to do for them. I'm praying protection over them, health and safety and strength over them, that all their needs will be supplied according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus, that they will know no lack, Father. I pray perfect all things concerning them, Father. Restore families, restore homes, restore jobs, Father. Restore opportunities, Father. Give them what they stand in need of, Father. And I pray, Father, that they will continually keep you first and seek you, Father, in all things and prioritizing you above all things in Jesus' name. And we give you the honor and the praise and the glory for it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we appreciate you all for joining us. And uh, I would implore you again, if you have not already subscribed, subscribe to our uh, podcast library. There's a myriad of teachings in here. There will be more to come. Uh, I think it would be very beneficial for you to consume uh, and to understand uh, who you are, uh, what God has called you to be, uh, um, and, and just live those things out. Uh, and so um, thank you again for joining us. Uh, this is Ecclesia United. My name is Anthony Richardson. You all are blessed and empowered. Go for it. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>